Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the national perspective all around the NFL covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday on the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I am James Jericho, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com and five days a week over at WTSP.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. I'd like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe. We appreciate it. Also, if you feel so inclined, leave a five-star review. It helps other Buccaneers fans find us. Yeah, and on today's episode, we're talking about some NFC South news, some non-NFC South news. We've got positional rankings, Julio Jones wants out of Atlanta, and then Tom Brady and some Buccaneers teammates are already getting a little bit of work in ahead of OTAs as the Buccaneers get set to launch their first uh, iteration of this phase of the offseason today, as you're listening to this episode, actually. And James, first things first, Julio Jones and his comments with uh, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless kind of set Twitter on fire there for a little bit on Tuesday or on Monday rather. So let's go ahead. And for those who haven't heard it yet, let's listen to Julio's comments to Shannon and Skip. We call it. Okay. We are calling. We're calling. calling. Hmm. You watching Julio? I really hope he answers here. Julio have the guts to pick up the phone. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Julio. Hold on, hold on, let me put you up. Can you hear me? I got you. This is your favorite uncle. What's going on, bro? Man, nothing much. Got to go meet up with my brother. What's happening with you? Man, look, you want to go to the Cowboys, Julio? Or you want to stay in Atlanta? Oh, man, no, nah, I'm out of there, man. You He's out, out of there? He's out of there. Are you going to... Ideally, where would you like to go? Um, right now, I'm just, see, I want to win. Okay. We don't go to Dallas. If you go to, you ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. Uh, you already, y'all, man, listen, come on, man. You already know, I know. Okay. Can <laughs> <laughs> you, you remind him we're know. on television Ask right him why we wore the Dallas. Listen, listen, you know how people is, man, with all that going right. on with the, the picture. Yeah. yeah. And all that stuff like that. Okay. Man, I ain't never been on that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's good enough. Yeah. Julio. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling me back. We on air, but I appreciate you calling me, dog. You know I know my nephew was gonna pick up. Oh yeah, nah, nah. Yeah. I ain't I ain't going I ain't going to Dallas, man. I never thought about going to Dallas. Okay. I appreciate that, bro. Enjoy the rest of your day. Now he might not yeah. have any choice. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was Julio Jones talking to Shannon Sharp on Undisputed there on Fox Sports One. And I mean, it the most telling thing about this, David, obviously, is that he says he's out of there. He's not playing in Atlanta. He's trying to force the trade. He he wants to play for a winner. So he doesn't want to be in Atlanta. He can't go to Dallas if he wants to play for a winner. Right now, the odds on favorites are the Tennessee Titans. But the other thing to think about is the fact that this was a setup. Like, there was nothing 
off the cuff or improvised or surprising about this phone call because Undisputed is filmed in California. That's a two-party state. So Julio had to be made aware at some point that he was going to be on television or Fox Sports 1 could find themselves in some severe legal trouble. So this wasn't an off-the-cuff thing that Shannon Sharp did. This was planned. This was plotted. And this is Julio trying to force his way out of Atlanta. Yeah, and I mean, good on him. I would want out of Atlanta, too, if I were Julio Jones. I mean, th this is a guy who's put, you know, all kinds of, of his, you know, well, his entire career up to this point into that franchise. And and they've done, you know, bad, they've had bad decision after bad decision, coaching hires, fires, not firing. I mean, you know, if you're Julio Jones, just like you said, he wants to win. I'm not really so concerned about the, you know, was it set up? Was it staged? Was it not? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care about that kind of stuff, to be quite honest with you. That's, that's between Julio and Shannon and, and the network and, and all that. So I'll let them figure out what I'm, what I'm more concerned of is so obviously he doesn't want to go to Dallas, right? So he put that out there. He doesn't want to go to Dallas. So Dallas, you're kind of out of the race, I guess. Uh, I'm wondering where does he want to go? Where could he land? You mentioned the Tennessee Titans, right? But he, he wants to win. So you look at the playoff teams from last year, obviously the Kansas city chiefs competing for the super bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the super bowls. I mean, we both agree bucks don't need him, right? Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. So Tampa Bay's off the board. So then you look at like the Green Bay Packers. Could the Green Bay Packers use Julio Jones? Obviously they could, but they've got their own problems to figure out first because Julio's not going there unless Aaron is staying there. And who knows if know. Julio does, is enough to keep Aaron there. Does Aaron automatically stay if they get him Julio? That's what He's I'm saying. He's got Julio yeah. and Devontae. I think that might mend some of the fences there. Yeah, it, it just kind of depends. But then you look at the Buffalo Bills, you know, who, the, who have Stephon Diggs. They got strong arm Josh Allen. I mean, you add Julio Jones to that mix, and now all of a sudden they're a little bit more of a favorite. The Saints, I mean, Julio's looking to win. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful, but do you really want to go to a team being led by Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill if you're trying to win? Seattle with Russell Wilson. They got DK Metcalf. Don't know if they know. So there's a long list of all the playoff teams as well, James. But And I, I'm interested to see outside the Titans, because we already kind of mentioned them, who you think they might he might land with, because I'm looking at a team that didn't even make the playoffs last year. And I know that's weird, but when I look at all the lists, the list of teams that, that are available and everything, I kind of look for a dark horse candidate. I'm looking at the Las Vegas Raiders. We've seen what Derek Carr could do with really good quality receivers. He's got Darren Waller. He's got Henry Ruggs the third. Now you combine those two with Julio Jones and he's got Josh Jacobs. That's a really good offense all of a sudden. So I think the Las Vegas Raiders may be a dark horse in this. And Julio could be the piece that kind of puts them over the top to put them in contention for an AFC playoff spot. Honestly, if I'm going to pick one team that's kind of not really being talked about, I'm looking at the Indianapolis Colts. They need help at receiver. You have an AGT, aging T.Y. Hilton. You got Michael Pittman Jr. there who needs a little bit of help, a little bit of development to reach his full potential. But if Carson Wentz can bounce back to the MVP candidate, Carson Wentz, and he can have a weapon like Julio, that automatically, in my opinion, makes the Colts the favorite of the AFC South over the Tennessee Titans, and with that defense, that absolutely makes them a contender to uh, make it to Super Bowl 56. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's a good fit as well. And, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in Carson Wentz, but, you know, the, the thing that a lot of people have said about Carson is he never really had the receivers to really, you know, help him kind of get over the top. Doing what you just said would give him those receivers. They also have some pretty good weapons on the offense, especially in the running back group, and then he's got an offensive line that can certainly help him. So, It'll be interesting to see how this whole thing unfolds, where Julio ends up landing. Uh, no prop bets up as the time of the recording that I can find on, on betonline.ag. But of course, if those bets do go up, then all of our listeners should hit up that site 
to put money on where they think Julio goes if they think they know where he's going because betonline.ag, of course, is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it's NFL futures, which there are plenty, even if there aren't trade uh, speculations specific to Julio right now. But you've also got baseball action, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs uh, going on in full swing, UFC MMA action when that is available. Before the next pitch or puck drop, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Speaking of sign-up bonuses, sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And, of course, when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about their favorites. You all know mine. It's the peanut butter brownie. It's the OG. But they have some phenomenal flavors. And if you don't know the flavors, you are missing out. They got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There is something for everyone. And if you haven't tried them, you can get a mixed box and you'll receive two of each of the nine flavors most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs order today get that mint brownie get that peanut butter brownie get that cherry whatever you like but do so by going to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 to receive 15 percent off your order again locked 15 all one word l-o-c-k-e-d number one number five for 15 percent off at built bar Com. Segment two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast Tuesday, talking Julio Jones because he's talking on television shows and, and on the cell phone about where he is or isn't going to go. Uh, again, a lot of controversy or excitement around his statements. So it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds, James. But I mean, as far as I'm concerned, uh, if the Buccaneers go from facing Julio Jones twice a year to facing him once a year, if he does go to someone they play this year, uh, that's a net positive. If he goes to a team that they don't play at all, then obviously uh, you're you're looking good because even though Calvin Ridley somehow is ranked higher uh, than Mike Evans, the Chris Godwin on PFS rankings, Calvin Ridley not the number one wide receiver. You know that Julio Jones is, and and not even that good of a number two wide receiver so far in his career when Julio Jones is on the field. Speaking of PFF rankings, they came out with another set. Obviously, they're going to continue to do so in this series of rankings as they go through the offseason, and we're going to continue to bring them up, and we're going to continue to react to them. And, James, we're going to start now with offensive tackles as they came out with their offensive line series. We'll talk about all of them, but we're going to start with the tackles. They li- they listed 32 of the top NFL tackles. What did you think of the list, and what were your thoughts on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers players that did or did not appear on the list? Well, you, you take a look at the top 10. Bakhtiari, I think that's a slam dunk. I can't argue with that as being number one. Trent Williams being number two, I can't argue with that either. Ryan Ramchick, Teron Armstead, Ronnie Staley. I that's a that's a solid list. Number six, the second year player, last year's first round pick for the Buccaneers, Tristan Wirfs, and, and PFF says Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers desperately needed a 13th overall pick, Tristan Wirfs, to step in as the starting right tackle and provide strong play right away. They got that, and then some. He closed out his rookie regular season as the second-highest-graded right tackle in the NFL with an 82.2. His 81.0 pass-blocking grade is also the second-best mark in the PFF era since 2006 by a rookie right tackle behind only Marshall Yonda in 2007. Wirfs held his own against several top-notch pass rushers, including Cameron Jordan and Joey Bosa, and is bound to continue to find success moving forward. Rounding out the top 10, Broncos, Garrett Bowles, 
uh, the Texans, Laramie Tunzel, the Panthers, Taylor Moten, and the Eagles, Lane Johnson. Donovan Smith did not make the top 32. Now, that I will disagree with. I think Donovan Smith had an absolutely phenomenal season, and he he should be recognized for that. But I, I like where they have Tristan Wurst because I think he is absolutely one of the best tackles in the NFL. The kid's an absolute beast. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think Tristan Wirth should climb this list just a little bit. And if, if not for anything, because Ronnie Stanley was injured last year, you know, and you kind of look at it and that's what led to Orlando Brown saying, you know, I'm a left tackle on social media and all that stuff. Eventually he gets his trade so he can go be a left tackle. And I got Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley, you know, one of the best left tackles when he's healthy. But again, this is a 2021 list, right? So this isn't about what you've done. It's about what you're expected to do. And anytime you have a player coming off of a major injury, you 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 you're doing a little bit of a disservice to your own evaluation if you're not expecting a little bit of a dip in production especially early on and when you're talking about a left tackle i mean there's all sorts of of stress on joints and, and all this other stuff so i love i like ronnie stanley a lot i do probably still keep him in the top 10 but then you're talking about tristan Wirfs, who not only came in as a rookie and dominated like they said several top-notch pass rushers but he did it for an entire season as a rookie. I mean, like there was no rookie wall for Tristan Wirfs, and not only did it for the entire season, but he played every single round of the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl. So from from September to February, this young man looked like a seasoned veteran at the right tackle spot, protecting the most valuable quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, even though he wasn't the MVP, got it. But so to me, I just I look at Tristan Wirfs, and I think that coming off of that season, what you can expect into this season is a little bit higher than what you could expect Ronnie Stanley to do coming off the season. He recently just had, I think Ronnie Stanley getting a little bit of credit for what happened before the injury, which if, again, if this isn't a single season prediction type of deal, got it, but it is. So that's kind of where I look at that. And yeah, I don't agree with Donovan Smith being off, off this list of, of top 32. Donovan has gotten plenty of flack over the years from Bucks fans, from Bucks media, from us, James, you and I have, have not held back when we felt like Donovan Smith deserves some criticism and some responsibility. But I mean, He's coming behind, like number 32 on this list, Alejandro Villanueva, now of the Baltimore Ravens, because the Steelers didn't want him back. So again, I kind of go back to the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't want you on their roster. Now you go to the Baltimore Ravens, and not for nothing, but you went to the Baltimore Ravens in the second wave of free agency, not even the first wave of free agency. So again, I have a hard time saying that the Super Bowl winning left tackle protecting the, the blind side of statuesque Tom Brady is worse than a guy who just got done protecting Ben Roethlisberger and then they didn't they said thanks for your service don't come back had to had to a division uh, rival so yeah I have, I have a little little a little bit of a problem with that well, let's shift over now to the interior offensive line we're talking guards not centers uh, number one not surprising Quentin Nelson the Indianapolis Colts Zach Martin of the Dallas Cowboys is on there uh, Joe Thun Joe Tooney Kansas City Chiefs is number three Joel Petonio Cleveland Browns coming in at number four Brandon Scherf of the Washington football team coming in fifth. Ali Marpet, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, comes in six with PFF saying, quote, the best advertisement for how good Marpet is and was in 2020 was what happened to the Tampa Bay offensive line when he got injured. His absence almost threatened to derail their season as his replacement, Joe Haig, surrendered as many pressures in a single game, seven, as Marpet had in the first half of the season in total. The former second round pick had nine perfect games of pass protection, including the playoffs, end quote, I like Ali Marpet being on this list, but James, he's got to be top five. Like he's got to be top five and not for nothing, but now I cover the Washington football team. Brandon Scherf, a guy that they continue to franchise tag. Why? Because they have concerns about his long-term durability and his consistency. Ali Marpet is the picture of consistency. So if anything else, 
he should be number five above Brandon Scherf, if not above some of those other guys. Yeah, I, I agree, but this falls right in line with with who Ali Marpet is. Just like we've talked about how Levante David is the most overlooked, underrated linebacker in the NFL. Well, that's how Ali Marpet has been as far as guards, uh, you know, his entire career. He gets overlooked, he gets overshadowed, and there's no good excuse for it. But I will say it's nice to see him getting represented in the top 10, you know, at number six, same as Tristan Wirfs was there for the tackles list. I do think he should be above Brandon Scherf. I do think he should be above uh, Betonio. I think Ali should be right there at four, Betonio at five, Scherf at six. I, I understand the concerns around Scherf, but when he's on the field, I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal player, but David, that is not the only Buccaneer that made the interior offensive lineman list. In fact, Alex Kappa comes in at number 27, where they said, quote, Kappa has gotten better each season of his NFL career. And with Tom Brady at quarterback, he now has the luxury of pass blocking for a signal caller who will make his life easier by getting the ball out of his hands quickly and mitigating pressure that does get surrendered. Kappa didn't allow a sack all last season on his way to a PFF pass blocking grade of 67.5, but the difference between sacks and several of the 13 knockdowns he did allow was Brady at quarterback. We talked about it. Alex Kappa much improved. He was a big part of their success. It was unfortunate that he got injured there in the playoffs, but luckily Aaron Stinney was able to step in and play some phenomenal football, but it's nice to see. Yeah. It's disappointed to see Marpet not listed as high as he should have been, but it's great to see Kappa represented here. Yeah. And I mean, I think if I had to split hairs, I'd probably say that Kappa is probably a top 25, you know, guard in, in the national football league, but you know, there could be a little bit of bias in there. I, I really like Alex Kappa, the work he's done and the improvement that we've seen out of him. So I will kind of agree to disagree, but not really push the, the topic too much. Moving on to the centers there, James. Uh, top 10, we've got Rodney Hudson out of the Arizona Cardinals, Corey Lins Lindsley from the Chargers, Frank Ragnow from the Lions, J.C. Treader from the Browns, Jason Kelsey from the Eagles, Brandon Linder from the Jacksonville Jaguars, Ben Jones from the Titans, Eric McCoy from the Saints, Ryan Kelly from the, from the Colts, Chase Roulier from the Washington football team. That is your top 10 because Ryan Jensen comes in 11th with PFF writing, quote, Jensen plays the game the way you want from an offensive lineman. He's an enforcer who consistently looks for opportunities to introduce his man to the ground. That shows up in his top five run blocking grade on gap runs over the past two seasons. Jensen's overall PFF grade did take a noticeable step back from 2019 to 2020, though. That was almost entirely due to his pass protection performance as he allowed nearly twice as many pressures in 2020 as he did in 2019 on fewer pass blocking snaps. I think Ryan Jensen is a top 10 center in the National Football League, but again, there might be a little bit of a bias in there that I'm willing to admit. So 11 seems like a good spot. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to criticize this spot too much. Uh, the only thing that always gives me pause is their, their grading system. Just you mentioned it yesterday. Nobody knows what they are grading based on. So it's, it's hard to get an idea as to what, what gives them points and what takes away points and what they are looking at. But I think 11 is a, a good spot for Ryan Jensen. He's one of the most reliable guys in the NFL, especially for the Buccaneers along that offensive line. He is every bit as reliable as our friends over at rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like tickets to go see Ryan Jensen protect Tom Brady there at Raymond James Stadium. 
rockauto.com is a family business serving all parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from it from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle it choose the brands specifications and prices you prefer prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com wrapping things up here on a tuesday edition of the locked on bucks podcast james yarko david harrison of bucksnation.com and five days a week over at wtsp.com and Five days a week for David over at the Locked On Washington football team podcast. He's doing a great job over there. If you love David's insights, make sure you are checking out the Locked On Washington football team and you can hear all about the glory that is Ryan Fitz magic over there. But we have a different quarterback that we are going to talk about here, David. And that is, of course, the Buccaneers quarterback, Tom Brady. According to his Instagram, he posted an Instagram story where he is working out with several teammates in Tampa Bay, Ronald Jones, Justin Watson, Chris Godwin, Cam Brate, Gronk, of course, backup quarterbacks, Ryan Griffin and Blaine Gabbert, and even new Buccaneers running back Gio Bernard out there working out with Brady and the crew, probably getting a crash course in, in the way that they like to run their offense, getting a little bit of a crash course in the playbook. You love to see it. You love to see it. I absolutely do. I mean, it just kind of shows, you know, the hunger and determination that these guys have. And you always have those questions are, is a team going to come in off of a Super Bowl run and have that hangover? Even if they don't win, you look at the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl not that long ago. And then all of a sudden now they're trading their quarterbacks and all kinds of crazy crap. Todd Gurley's in Atlanta doing little to nothing. Like there's just all kinds of craziness happening there from the Los Angeles Rams. So, I mean, if anybody knows how hard it is to win a championship, it's Tom Brady, even though he's made it look very, very easy over the, the span of his career. So it, it's just good to see because that was kind of all, you know, the concern was, is anybody going to relax? Is anybody going to come in and kind of be like, you know, this is, this is especially these year two guys. Like Devin White's been in the NFL two years and he's already a Super Bowl champion. So like, is he going to be, you know, a little bit lax? And I know he wasn't on the field for this necessarily, but it just shows the mentality that the leader of this team is going to bring in to this season. He's already back at work. I mean, we go back to the, to the early part of the offseason. Uh, Tom Brady was out there posting workout videos and stuff of him working out post Super Bowl before Patrick Mahomes was, you know, and and not for nothing, but you know, Patrick Mahomes when he did finally post a workout video, it was literally labeled back to work. So I mean, there's reason to believe that was the first time since the Super Bowl loss he'd been out there, and Tom Brady's already been working out. So you know, this youngster, you're like, you got to catch up already. So it's good to see. Plus, Tom's coming off that knee procedure as minor as it is. You want to see him getting out there, getting used to his new teammates, as well as working with his current teammates and the, and the ones he's a little bit more familiar with. I'm really happy, James, out of this group. If I had to say the happiest one, I you know, the one I'm happiest to see out there is Rojo, because there's going to be a lot of questions surrounding his future coming into the season, playing on a contract year. Leonard Fournette having the stretches. Are the Buccaneers going to have Leonard Fournette take over that primary back role, quote unquote, starting on the field? Or is Rojo going to have the opportunity to get that back or come in with that role already secured? There's some questions, you know, about, you know, was Rojo really injured as much as he 
you know, appeared to be and, and didn't need to be on the field as much. Uh, we kind of talked about that offline a little bit. I think some of that stuff will come out. It's going to be real interesting to see how the team handles running back position, not really through the OTAs, but more through training camp. So I'm really happy to see Rojo because we know he puts in a lot of work, but out there with Tom Brady putting in work, especially with Gio Bernard, can kind of teach him some of those nuances of the game that he's missing from his game and perhaps follow up what was a strong regular season with another strong 2021 campaign. Yeah, I, I love to see Rojo is out there, but the, the name that popped out to me the most was Justin Watson. And we've talked about this. We did our 53-man roster prediction. We talked about bringing in another free agent to round out the 53. I think Justin Watson is going to get in as much work as he can, especially with Tom Brady, get you know, kind of getting FaceTime with the boss there. Um, he knows he could really miss out on being part of this team because they are so loaded and they are so talented and he's going to do everything he possibly can to make sure that he beats out these other, uh, these other wide receivers to make it onto the 53 man roster with that, David, we are out of here. Please check out everything that we are doing over at bucksnation.com and Monday through Friday at WTSP.com. Follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Coming up tomorrow, I will be flying solo, which means I need y'all's help. Go ahead and send me your questions, your thoughts, your comments, and your would you rathers for a would you rather Wednesday over to 813 444 5841 or send us an email over at Locked On Bucks Podcast at Gmail. And now that you're done with this show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.